never seen anything like those two and i got one of those two in the live from the dutch hall studio here tonight hey hey uh since the band didn't show up let's hit the robot theme song cheers everybody thanks for coming in cheers that's a long one on the last note. All right, welcome to the Live of the Dutch Hall. Hot crowd is always in here. Why shouldn't there be? We have a we have a great guest in the studio. And the clip that you heard at the beginning of the show, that's a clip that I remember very vividly from uh, my youth. I wouldn't say, not, I'm not like my childhood. I don't want to make you feel bad, Trees. That's all right. <laughs> well, you're probably, I was probably like in high school, early high school when that when I watched that, that on TV. And uh, we went completely bananas because when I was a kid growing up watching the Leafs, you know, um, we talked about this story a little bit in the summer, too, because when I, we, when I grew up watching the Leafs. And so when uh, this was a, a, a big deal because we didn't know who was going to be playing net, you know, it came after Ken Reggett. Is that right? Yeah, so that's right. And uh, so we didn't know who was going to be playing net. And there was like three guys and we didn't know anything about any of these guys coming in. And then uh, the was that your first game? First game at the Gardens as a Leaf. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and then and and that that happened. You know, that's one of those <laughs> things happened. when you're watching your TV and you see that the goal the goalies fight. I mean, that's something you yell out to everyone in the house that's to come in the living room, right? That's a come in the living room moment when the goalies. I got friends that were at home watching it on TV, just losing their minds. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember going to school the next day, and it was all that we could talk about. You know, it's everybody was just couldn't just reliving it how great it was. I right? was king for a week. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't buy a drink. <coughs> I had to cut like probably a minute of the crowd just going nuts out of it. Otherwise, it was too long for the opening. <laughs> because when you guys started, 
And like you guys went out for quite a while, eh? Yeah, it was very long. Yeah, yeah I didn't have a cigarette for like three hours after that. <laughs> Almost killed me. Yeah, you could see when you were leaving the ice. I've never exhausted. been that tired in my life, ever. <laughs> Just exhausted. I don't know how those tough guys, like Ryan over here, how they did that for a living. Yeah, I know. Five oh, minutes or something? I don't know. He was crazy. It just kept going. The referee left me. I was alone. He didn't look that big from 200 feet tall. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> closer, uh, closer I got to him, the bigger he was. Jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, it started because Lou Francis Getty nailed Randy Velischek at center ice, and there was an explosion when he hit him. Helmet went flying. Glove went flying. And it went behind the net, and Dan Dow did something. Oh, Dan Dow. Yeah, he did something, and then Wendell did something, and Sean Burke jumped into the into the melee, grabbed Dew from behind. Oh, yeah. So that's when I went the first 200 feet. Yeah. And then I stepped on a stick like an idiot, <laughs> fell down, he tore my mask off, my neck was killing me, and then the worst part was the linesman made me go back to the other end. So it's five to two, we're getting our asses kicked, I just got punished from going down the other end, and I'm sitting down there with no helmet, no gloves, and everybody's still kind of milling around over there. So I looked down the ice, and there's Sean at top of the circle giving me the come on. So I give him the clip the mask thing off and pull it off. Yeah, yeah. And he did. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of had to go then. Yeah. Well, I had to get kicked out of the game. It was 5-2. It wasn't going well. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite an experience. Yeah. That's funny, man. That's one of those things you remember. And then uh, to have uh, have someone that's from that strong of a memory of mine, it's like coming in. It's a real that's treat cool. for me. It's a yeah, real treat. It's very cool. So uh, I, I didn't even introduce you properly. Today, our great, our guest, I'm going to get ahead of myself since Harry told the best story. We blew the load right off the hop. We didn't even wait to the, you know, the rest of the career. Nothing happened in it. You know? <laughs> oh, I got lost. Oh, yeah. You got more. Sorry, our guest today is uh, is former uh, former Detroit Red Wing, former Philadelphia Flyer, and uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf, as we talked about, and ended your career with the Ottawa Senators, right? In a couple the of games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you actually had a, and a playoff win with the Flyers, too. Yeah, I'm undefeated in the playoffs. There you go. One and oh. Beats me, I'm 0 1. <laughs> And they had to take me out of the book because I was ahead of Bernie Perrant in yeah. Philly, so they had to say more than five games because oh, yeah. I was ahead of Bernie, and Bernie's like a god in Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. which I love. I mean, Bernie's the best. Yeah, yeah. You, you, did you get to meet? Uh, uh, did you? You didn't. You, he's way before your time, though. Oh yeah, he's yeah. really old. I'm yeah. only fifty three, for God's sakes. So there's no like when you were first coming in. What year would that be? First game I, I never played. even said who you are, but let me just say, finish the introduction. Mark LaForest, everybody. Yeah. Let's hear it for Mark LaForest. <laughs> oh, boo. The crowd doesn't like you. Yeah. The peanut yeah. gallery's here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so what were you saying? You said... Uh, the first game I ever played was in 1985 with the Red Wings. With the Red Wings. Yeah. So who would be like the old, old-timer old legends that you would that would still be playing then in 85? I, well, actually, in 83, I got called up for a couple of games. I played with Brad Park. Brad Park? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a legend, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was very lucky. I didn't have goaltending coaches growing up in Welland. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know anything about playing in net. Right. And then I turned pro, and then all of a sudden I got... A wealth of knowledge by a bunch of different goalies. When I was in Detroit. It was the first guy was uh, Dave uh, 
the Montreal Canadian guy, his brother, Dryden. Dave Dryden? Dave Dryden, yeah. He saw me play once in Rochester. 3-1 victory, 41 shots, first star. He had three pages of line of stuff he'd written down what I had to work on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't teach me a damn thing. <laughs> but, like, you know, the first year I went to Detroit to play was Eddie Jockerman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I've been very fortunate. I had Eddie Jockerman, Bernie Perrant, Johnny Bauer, Glenn Resch, all my goalie coaches. Really? That, yeah, yeah, that's I, quite a resume. Yeah, well, they didn't help me out very much. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of ruined all their goalie coaching careers. <laughs> what was Johnny Bauer like as a coach? Uh, he was the best. Yeah. He comes down to me the one time uh, I was starting in Toronto. Yeah. And he comes down to the bench. He goes, Mark, he goes, uh, he goes, don't look up, don't look up. The old man's up there. So I take a peek, and there's Harold Ballard up in the top yeah, yeah. in his wheelchair. Charlie's pushing him around. And I said, what's up, John? He goes, Trees. He goes, I, he goes, who's that goalie down there? Johnny says, that's Trees. He goes, tell him to trim his branches. And I looked at Johnny, and I said, excuse me? He goes, yeah, I think you should go get a haircut. Oh, really? Oh, they had rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said, like, today? I got to probably get a play tonight. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I think you should go get a haircut today. Yeah. That's Johnny. All worried. The Yankees are still no beards and stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. Toronto yeah. was like that too. It was, it was weird. It depends if Harold liked you or not. Oh yeah. So he didn't know me that well, but he liked me after a while. Yeah. That, what did you have? Like a mullet at that time? I'm pretty sure it was a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, stealthy mullet. Oh, you saw the one in the film, didn't you? Yeah, it was a, it was, it was a, it was a, a pretty decent one. mullet. It was yeah. a tight one. Yeah, yeah. It was straight and black. Yeah, I yeah. had, I had a ponytail in Philly. I was ahead of my time. <laughs> was that your favorite city to play in? No, I don't know. They were so good. You can ask Ryan. It's just to be there, to play in a national hockey, it was my dream. Yeah, yeah. That's all I, I got, like, grade four stuff my mother kept that, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was like, I want to be like Tony Esposito. Yeah, yeah. I want to play in the NHL, and I got to do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's a freaking trip, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I always say. You sometimes hear about guys, you know, when they talk about, uh, and I, we talked about this. I should introduce who brought you here. Uh, Ryan Vandenbush uh, is in the house. Ryan's done a bunch of yeah. shows for us before. Let's hear for Ryan. Ah, nice. Um, Let's go, Bushy. And I said, Ryan's kind of paying, uh, uh, kind of doing his dues. He's like really been groveling a little bit, trying to get the listener of the week. He's been working at it, and he's just coming up like a bridesmaid for, for probably like. Good solid few months now, Ryan. Overdue, man. Overdue. <clears throat> Overdue. I know it is. It's got to happen one of these days. And but thanks for bringing in. Uh, thanks for bringing in trees for us. That's a great, great guest. So you're getting. I don't know what you got to do to win this. I don't know what's up. What's up? What's up this week? Listen to the year now. But I mean, we were talking about this before, Ryan. When you said uh, when we were saying like you know you don't have like a Hall of Fame career necessarily. But when you look at the amount of people who actually got to get to play professional hockey in in the world, you know, or even play the game of hockey, and you look at that they are drawing from the world, and there's only like 700 players in the NHL at any given time, like to be one of the top 700 players in the world is is a pretty special thing, no matter how you look no, at it, you know. No even if you just do it for one game. You know, like that's still a pretty uh, awesome accomplishment, really, when you look at it. Yeah, way. my brother, I got a brother who's 10 months younger than I am. He played five games in the National League. He's got one goal, two penalty minutes, 
Bob, right? Bob, my brother Bob, my little brother Bob. Yeah, yeah. I got more points, more pims. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was a right winger. I'm a goaltender. Come on. <laughs> how, many, how many points did you end up with? I think I got six. Six points. Is that more than you, Ryan? I get robbed a couple times on assist, too. <laughs> I was just, uh, also, I wanted to say something when I've got you both here. Because, you know, I, I started this out with a big fight. You know, and then I think both of the shows that I focused on your hockey career, we started out with a fight clip, right? Yeah. And uh, it's not fair to you, you know. There's hockey's more <laughs> than just fighting. You know, it's you guys are both talented players. I could have showed a bunch of a shutout. Well, yeah, black and white maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have I could have showed that game in Dallas that you had where you had two goals and it was at the end of the game. And you're going for the hat trick, and they're feeding you like crazy. Remember that game, yeah, right? Yeah, but they're more exciting than I just, you know, I, I wasn't taught to score goals. I was told to get the red line and dump the puck in and go after the puck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Well, that one game, though, in Dallas, though, when you scored those two goals, you were on, they had you on the ice all the time. You played more minutes than you played. For some reason, that was the last game of the year, and uh, Brian Sutter started me that game. Put me on a power play. Get out. Got a goal right out the hop. Played me every third, fourth shift on a regular basis. Wow. And uh, uh, six, I played 16 minutes. I'm, I'm usually averaging about seven minutes a game. <laughs> that game I played 16. I almost had to tell him not to play me anymore because I couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I don't know how guys play 27 minutes. Like guys like Sidney Crosby, those guys are yeah, like 27, 28 minutes. I played 16 minutes that game and I was dying. <laughs> but you're a hot hand. You're the hot hand. They had to play it, right? That was yeah, why they yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, that was game. Game. You were so close to getting that hat trick oh, too. We watched that on TV. Yeah. I watched that on TV of my yeah. parents. Yeah. I remember. Good. It was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't focus on that. Only the fights, right? Because oh, well, it's so. Hey, you heard the crowd. You heard the crowd. They're cheering like crazy, right? Yeah. So hey, Bushy, I'm curious. Did Sutter ever ever say why he played you so much? Not a clue because uh, we, we the year before that we were not on very good terms. He was, he, he was bringing up uh, you know you know Aaron Downey and Sean Thornton and you know yeah. I'm sitting in the stands and yeah, I know you know, Aaron, asked yeah. for a trade and then all of a sudden uh, you know, I thought he was gonna get fired that summer but it ended up Mike Smith our, our uh, manager got fired and so I'm back Instead. and sucky again and I'm like oh that shit. <laughs> And then turns out I ended up playing. I played 64 games that year. My last game, you know, he played me a, a shit ton, and yeah. And then that's, that's when awesome. I signed with Pittsburgh. So, yeah, no, it was good. We Just curious if there was some kind of crazy story behind that, all that minute playing. No, I have no idea why I did that. Probably because he knew it was going to be my last game as a Blackhawk. <laughs> 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 we were already math- mathematically eliminated from playoffs, so of course he's going to fucking play me, right? That was uh, that was your last game. I wouldn't give him that much credit. Yeah. Oh. He was showcasing you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. I give him that much credit for giving a shit about you. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Seriously. So there's some other motive I, that just tweaked the nerve. Yeah, I have no you idea know? what it was, but anyways. That was great. That's a good way to end. That's a yeah. nice swan song That's to leave, cut, leave your favorite city or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good story. How did you guys meet each other? Uh, well, well, geez, I'll, I'll never forget. I'll tell you a little bit. Of, go ahead. Now, I'm go ahead. my third year pro. I'm in Binghamton, New York, Rangers farm team. And uh, I'm living downtown Binghamton. And we go to the practice rank. And someone, I needed a ride to the to the rank. And oh, there's a new guy that just came into town. He came out of retirement. His name's Mark LaForest. They call him Trees. He's going to be picking me up. Okay, perfect. 
He picks me up in his minivan. And it wasn't think, a minivan. It was a big... Oh, sorry, sorry. It was a, it was a van. Yeah, you're right. It was oh, not a minivan. Gorgeous. <laughs> yes. It, 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 Grateful Dead it, stickers on the back. Yes. And Full-size? Econoline? Oh, yeah. Full-size Econoline. Captain's chairs. <laughs> it, oh, that's that's creepy, creepy trees. That's creepy. I had a cooler behind my seat, full of beer all the time. Mattress in the back? Tree, tree, oh, yeah. Tree, in the bed. <laughs> trees has the record for the most roaches in a asteroid. <laughs> I, 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 what the? Who am I with? So we're driving to practice, and I mean, it's just over. It was, it was an awesome ride, and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> that was in Binghamton, you said? B- Binghamton, yeah. Binghamton. Yeah. I played there in the early 90s, right. and I was living there, and I was retired. And uh, it was uh, it's a funny story. Why were you so living the, in Binghamton? Because my girlfriend was from there. Oh. We had a kid together, and it, it was so funny because the judge called me. He goes, Trees, we need a goalie tonight at men's hockey. I go, no freaking way. I'm going to play with you clowns. He goes, listen. He goes, I'm the judge. You're going to need me someday like you did before. <laughs> <laughs> so I went out to men's hockey, and the two coaches were skating. And the one guy comes down, Al Hell, comes down, fires out, I kick it out. And he looks at me. Goes around, he always comes down, fires out, I kick it out again. He goes, Trees? Is that you? And I said, yeah. And it was like two days later, I was practicing with the team. It was hilarious. I had long, long hair. Oh, yeah. One guy called me LT because all you could see on La Forest was yeah. the L and the T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the hallway, and I'm smoking cigarettes with my equipment on first practice. And they had a really young team. When you were I was 23. He was probably one of the older guys. Oh, yeah. And the one kid looks out in the hallway. He goes, oh, my God, look at the goalies smoking cigarettes. Yeah. High, hard ones all around. Yeah. But Pete Fiorentino was the captain, and he got up in front of everybody. Anybody shoots it over his knees, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, Pete. Yeah, that is the truth. He did say that. <laughs> that is right. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. He's just looking out for you? Yeah. Well, again, I was 34 years old. I had one leg. Right. Yeah. Didn't you, you play know? for Ottawa after that, though? I played for Ottawa in 94, so it was a couple years before that. Oh, okay. This yeah. is like 90s. 90, 97. 96, 97. 96, oh, 96, 97. 97. Season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's too funny. High hard ones all around. So I took the kids for a ride once in the van, <laughs> and somebody had to somebody had to move some stuff, or they had to go somewhere. Oh, so, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I left that van. It's like a, someone shot me with a horse tranquilizer. So I like gave, a dream. I gave <laughs> these. I gave these two kids my van. I go, go do your shit. We're in the bar doing shots in between. Because uh, we hadn't had a game in a couple of days. We didn't play. So drinking in, and the kids come back, and they go, trees. They go, yeah, I get it. Sorry. I go, what? He says, the cops pulled us over. They want to talk to you. <laughs> so I go, you brought the cops with you? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you guys? You can rat me out like this. I've been taking care of you all day. <laughs> Son of a gun. I can't remember who they were, what the kids' names were. Yeah, but they brought the cops back. Yeah, you were like then you were like the one, the one old guy on the team. Yes, <laughs> and I'm driving all these kids around. Yeah, stupid. I think I took a leak somewhere. You're like the real Paul Newman from Slapshot, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe some people. Well, I've had a rough life. Uh, I stopped drinking 17 years ago for a reason. Yeah, because I was a little bit out of control at times. Yeah. Guys used to come to the rink and shake my van because it was parked out back. The like, best. Come, th- come on, Trees. Time to go to practice. <laughs> <laughs> they crawl out. Trees. Were you done playing hockey when you quit drinking? 
Yeah, my brother said I was built upside down. He goes, you play 13 years pro, smash most of the time. He says, your first year out of pro hockey, you stop drinking. He goes, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you should have done the other lots. way around. Yeah, he said lots wrong. It, it, one of his one treat his first roommates was uh, Bob Probert. Yeah, I was supposed to take care of Bob. I was a little older. <laughs> you, were, you were supposed to take care of Bob Probert, yeah. eh? And, and then Bob was supposed to take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> and the circle continues. Yeah. <laughs> you guys all did great jobs, I got to tell uh, you that. <laughs> good times. <laughs> Hey, uh, what, one thing about when you drink when you're young and then you get to quit, those guys always have the best stories, right? Because they ended up drinking enough that they had stupid things happen to them. Oh, my God. But bad stuff. And then they got the clarity later in life that they can still remember well, the story. still remember some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the 80s were a little bit of a blur. Yeah. Does anything come back to you? Like the I brown mean, spots? Yeah, they say it does. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Got a gray matter. Yeah. Well, Proby was the best because we had so much fun together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So were you already with the Red Wings when he came in? Yeah. It was my third year with the organization with his first. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So he was up and down. I was up and down. And we were roommates, and he was a piece of work. It was just fun. Like, he'd go, I'd go to his mom and dad's. He'd come to my mom and dad's. You know, was, oh, yeah. he was like family. And your your mom and dad were living in Welland at the time? Yeah, and there was a team in St. Catharines in the American League. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he'd come down, and he'd, like, he'd eat like seven pork chops one night. Yeah. My, my mother's like, look at what the hell's this? Yeah. His big monster and just eating like a madman. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And he has a real reputation for just being <clears throat> like uh, completely out of control. Like uh, When you hear people that don't know him, they always have like a Bob Probert legend story, you know, about... And and how crazy how crazy it is. Yeah. And I've only met him. I met him a couple times, and he just seemed perfectly uh, n- perfectly normal to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Both times. <laughs> <laughs> there were long stretches that he did really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, but we were. I remember my first time we <laughs> we were in Quebec City, and it's a beautiful town. Snow's falling, and I'm not playing the next day. And Proby is. I go, listen, Bobby, we're gonna go for dinner. I said, we're going to have four, five, six beers maybe, and then we call it an early night. And he was like, all right. So we get down to old Quebec City, and we do. We had dinner, and we had five, six beers, and it's really nice. The snow's falling, and we're walking down, and then all of a sudden I hear Led Zeppelin coming out of this French bar. <laughs> and he looks at me, and he goes, all right, you want to go in for one? We go in, and the, the guy's talking in French. He goes into another Led Zeppelin song. So... Proby goes one way to get drinks. I go the other way, and he should drink Jack and Coke. So he's got four of them. Two for me, two for him. Well, I come back with four beers. Two for me, two for him. Always a freaking shit show. We get back to our room at about four in the morning, and we stumbled all the way home. And there's a note on the door. Great night, though, right? Oh, it's spectacular. <laughs> so there's a note on the door. Call the coach. So I rip it up, and I throw it on the ground. I was like, what are we going to do? Don't worry about it. We get in. I flip the light switch on our room. Something falls. I pick it up on the ground. It's called the coach. There was a note on each of our pillows. Call the coach. <laughs> note on the phone over there. Call the coach. Note on the mirror. Call the coach. They were in our room. <laughs> so you can't, like, how do you say that? So the next morning, I wake up with, uh, what do you call that, the morning call? Wake up, wake up call. And I look over, and Proby's like, dead with his arms crossed with his suit still on and his trench coat <laughs> I look down at myself and I'm in the same position go, oh my god my eyes are bleeding yeah. <laughs> so we go and have breakfast in the morning and I can hardly like cause he was a big man like yeah. he had drink me on the table like crazy so we're sitting there and then the coaches are waving us over 
uh, Colin Hank Campbell and uh, Harry Neal. <laughs> so I go, Bobby, listen, let me do the talking, all right? You know, I've been around a little bit. Let me do the talking. He goes, okay. So we go up to the table. Harry looks at us. He goes, what time did you guys get in? I said, it was late. He goes, what do you mean late? I said, it was late. I don't know what time it was. He looks at Bobby. And I <laughs> jumped in again. It was late. He goes, you two stupid idiots. He goes, oh, 300 bucks each. And by the way, Trees, Steph's sick tonight, Greg Stefan, and you're starting. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no, it's right. <laughs> I go to practice. I put my skates on. I'm, like, dripping sweat coming off my face, just tying my skates. Yeah. I think I stopped one puck out of 300 in the morning. <laughs> we play that night. Bobby gets a fight, gets a goal. Stevie Eisman scores with, four, with about a minute something to go. We beat them 5-4. I stopped 50, 46 shots, something stupid like that, and get the win. So now we're on the plane. We're going to Boston. And, me and bro, we're sitting there. He looks at me, and, goes, and we're smashing beers again. He goes, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, me being the mature guy is like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It worked. It's a wor- it's a winning oh, formula. Don't, you know, it's, any sports guy, I'll tell you, when a winning streak's on, you got to keep her yeah, going. you got to keep it up. If you, you, you don't put your pants on a different way. Hell no. Well, some coaches will say, I don't give a fuck what you do as long as you come to the game ready to play. Right, right. <laughs> but but that, that, always, that yeah. always didn't happen, no. 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 You know, they said about Mickey Mantle, I uh, was listening to, uh, I think I said this on the show before, they said, you know, if he wouldn't, uh, they were interviewing Yogi Berra about him. They said, if he didn't drink so much, imagine how good he would have been. And they said, well, he wasn't too bad when he did drink. So, you know, like, Maybe it helped. You never yeah, know, right? Exactly. Like <laughs> you, keeping them loose. <laughs> yeah, keeping them loose. Okay. Whatever, whatever really makes it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Trees, you told me a story about Probe tonight. Well, before you ever played with the guy, when you guys were in junior and he ran you. Now tell me what he said to you. It's a pretty funny story. Well, in junior, he was coming around and he was dragging the puck and he was going to pull up to his forehand. And he, of course, he's a big dummy, right? He just rolled off his stick. So what's the next thing he needs to do? He cross-checked me right in the face. <laughs> so he comes in, he barrels into the round, and I'm punching. My defenseman's punching. He gets no penalty. My defenseman gets four, and I get four. So it's, like, stupid. So I tell Proby about this, like, years, two years later when we're playing here. He goes, I don't worry about it, trees. You don't mean nothing. He goes, I used to do that to all the goalies. <laughs> <laughs> You're not special. <laughs> it's just my move. Yeah, yeah I know. That's my move. Yeah. <laughs> lose the puck, crush the goalie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once a game. Him. Once a yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's funny. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> escaped by goalies, punch him in the head. Oh, oh he's yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. Tough. Oh, my God. Fought everybody three, four, five, six times. Even the young guys coming in the league, eh? like they, they, they didn't want anything to do with me or any other tough guy on the team because we had a lot of tough guys on our team and they were, they were beeline it right the big Bob and he was acknowledging every one of them. Like, oh, he, he fucked yeah, every he's legend. the king. Yeah, he's he's the fucking king, level. Kahuna. Yeah. yeah, he never he he, really is. he would like as you said that even later in your career you would. Uh, um, you know, you'd have guys that wanted to make their name for you when you were playing in the in the uh, in the minors. In the minors, yeah. And uh, you would be like annoyed by it, right? Because you're like, I already went. You know, I don't yeah, have to I, do it. I've got nothing to prove here. Like yeah. when you're in the NHL, then you get sent like during the lockout year, say for yeah. example, 2004. I was already in the NHL from '99 to about 2004, and then a lockout, and then they they asked the GM asked me if I can go down to Wilkes-Barre and work with the younger guys and. 
you know, yeah, no problem. But I knew as soon as he said that, you know, I'm going down to the pack of wolves. I'm going to You thought the NHL was bad? Yeah. The minor the, leagues the American were League five is, times worse. And yep. you're and you're playing three games in three nights. You're going on 12-hour bus trips, and you're getting in at 4 o'clock in the morning to play 2 o'clock in the afternoon game, and that's your third game in a row. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 you're beat up from you know two nights ago from the Friday night. Can't even. <laughs> you know, I seen Joey Kosher couldn't hold a glass of milk in his hand because he had scars all over his knuckles, and then fight that night. Really? Yeah. Oh, stupid. Well, the worst yeah. part is you got all the scabs on your hand yeah. on the outside of them, and you got to stick them in your gloves in the morning for pregame skate. Right? You can barely close your hand. We were in St. Louis one night, and he came up beside I was sitting at the bar, and he came up beside me, and he put his hand on the bar, and a girl goes, wow, nice hand. Where'd you get that? It was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> she thought he bought it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, no. He hit it. It was awful. This is my real hand. This is my real hand. It's been... There was a guy in Philadelphia in training camp in 87 when I was there. And one of our big tough guys, nobody wanted to fight Dave Brown. He was huge, he was mean, and he was a lefty. Right. Oh, he was mean. Yeah. So, so we're sitting and we're tying our skates on getting ready for our first scrimmage. This guy walks in, big monkey walks in. He looks down, he goes, who's Dave Brown? And Brownie goes, I am. He goes, we're going. The guy gets out there, he can barely stand up on his skates. Just and he was monster. bigger than just a monster. It's like three inches tall. Brownie put him in the hospital. <laughs> he played like maybe four minutes of hockey the whole training camp, and he was in the hospital for the next five days. Oh, my goodness. Just never saw him ever again. Just destroyed him. <laughs> oh my and hey, Brownie felt bad. He goes, well, I had to do it, idiot. Brownie <laughs> didn't want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> I seen a guy actually go away from Brownie, skate to the other side for a face-off. Jake Caulfield, I think his name was. And Brownie went to the other side. And the guy kept going. And finally, the ref said, they were apart. And the ref said, stay there. And then Caulfield's looking around, and Brownie's losing it. They dropped the puck. Brownie threw his gloves and his, and his stick in the air. And Caulfield straight skied right to Craig Berube and fought him. <laughs> See, he was so scared of Dave Brown. They didn't fight anybody else. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Poor Brownie couldn't buy a fight that year. Berube was no slouch either, though. No, we had yeah. Terry Karkner. We had a Tockett. We had a bunch of guys. I mean, Jay, uh, Jay Wells. Yeah. We had like seven guys that could fight that year. Oh, it was a uh, new Brownie. Broad Street bullies. Yeah, yeah, but Brownie couldn't get a fight, so he was dead to trade him because <laughs> right. he couldn't find a fight. Were you behind Hutch all that? Yeah. When you were there? Behind Ronnie. Yeah. So Brownie, the best thing happened to Brownie, he got traded to Edmonton. They won a Stanley Cup. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is great, though, when you see, you see a good guy get it, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, because being 53, the only guys I know now are either in management or coaching. Right, right. So when I see a team playing, it's I'm not a, well, kind of affiliated with some teams, but like Stevie Eiserman's a friend. And when I right. see Tampa Bay last year doing so well, I wanted them to win because of Stevie. Right, right, right. You know, stuff like that. Like me and Kenny Holland were goalie partners my first year pro. Oh, really? So when I see Kenny when he first started doing the Detroit thing and winning, he was like pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was like a mastermind, eh? I know. Well, in Adirondack, in the minors, my first year, he'd go, Trees, where's your GM hat? And I go, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, stupid rookie. Yeah, yeah. He goes, get your GM hat, and he'd talk about strategies. Oh, yeah. What yeah. teams should do, what this and that, and, and look where it got him. Yeah, that's just how he was wired. He eh? was, he was meant for that, that eh? way. It yeah. just, and he became a scout, and he worked his way through the system, assistant GM, GM, and now he's a GM god. Yeah, it's pretty cool, eh? Very pretty cool. cool. 
Hey, you know what we do every week? And I know this isn't going to be of any interest to you because you quit drinking, but <laughs> I asked my bartender to come in this week, and, we've, uh, and we, haven't, uh, we haven't done a regular segment we do on our show called uh, Paul's Potables. You ready, Paul? Well, whatever's in that machine. All right, turn it on. Oh, that's, I can't hear it. All right, once again, my bartender's hired to do one job, and he's been asleep at the wheel. So this time we'll recognize our sponsors. If you'd like to support our show, you can go on to uh, my website, lifefromthedutthall.com, and click on the Amazon banner. Uh, I know that Black Friday is, I think, tomorrow by the time we release this show. So uh, go on there, do your uh, Black Friday shopping on Amazon. they got great deals there, just like uh, before. Also, support VG Meats. If you go to my website, you can print out a coupon and go to VG Meats in the, at either of their locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek. And you get great deal on steaks and hamburg. And uh, Lakeside Vista. If you have a corporate event, a wedding, or anything, go to lakesidevista.ca and look at their great, uh, the great opportunities to uh, book some great memories in the future. Thank you to all my sponsors. And now, Paul, you've actually cooked up a drink. Here. What you got there, Paul? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's whatever's in the Jagermeister machine. It's whatever's left over, really. I think what? there might be some Tennessee... There's some Jack Daniels in this. I know there is. Does anybody else have any of this? Or is it just going to be me and Ryan? Oh, yeah. So we also have Dick Hurts from Beaton and Dick Shrivels from Coldwater in the house. We never introduced them before, but they're our special guest bartenders. Uh, cheers, everybody. Che- uh, trees, I'm sorry to do this right in front of you. It's Go like nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, boys. Hey, you didn't get this in that box of booze that uh, Lisa dropped off. No, this right? was yeah, dropped off. Okay. Most of this is Jack Daniels. I can taste okay, it. Okay, thank God. <laughs> it's really cold, Jack Daniels. Yeah, oh, that machine makes it cold like immediately, though. Yeah. <laughs> if we had to do that same shot where it wasn't that cold, it would be more horrible. Yes. I know that. <laughs> Once a week, see trees. What I like to do is make that face again. Yeah, torture myself once a week by drinking horrible shots. And thanks to our listeners, and this is always we have a listener policy here. If anyone has some old booze in the back of their liquor cabinet and they want to send it over to the Dutch Hall, we accept all old booze. Anything with a worm. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much garbage booze we got underneath that bar sent to us by people. <laughs> All right. And while we're at it, we might as well get to feedback. We got feedback. Fuck, I love red wine. I got that one. Feedback. Feedback. Yeah, you can hear you. Seriously? Okay. No, you not. No, no, not that bad. No, I'm sorry. Like, I, if you when you talk in the mic, I can hear you perfectly. Bad that shot was. Oh, the jibber jabber. Talking that shot sucked dick. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. <laughs> Shrivel it, right? Yeah, this well, is you coming know. from a guy who drinks straight bourbon for yeah. a living. Yeah, really. And I thought that shot was quite harsh. You don't like the Tennessee <laughs> sipping whiskey. I like sour mash Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Oh, excellent. Well, that's the kind of feedback we like, and feedback we got feedback. You know, Ryan brought in a good guest. Ryan's been a good supporter of the show, and then look, 
Look at Dick Hurts from beating. He goes and gives us some great feedback right on the spot. Just doing our part, buddy. Right? Just doing our part. So close, Ryan. So close. You've done so many things, but Dick Hurts from beating is our listener of the week this oh, week. Oh, no. no. Ryan, second best. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Always a bridesmaid. No, always. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Bushy, I'll share it with you. I don't really know close. what I got, but I'm sure it's not a lot. Uh, Bushy, are you, I'm used to the abuse. Are you coming to my 100th episode in a couple oh, weeks? Oh, God. On the 12th? <laughs> Probably. Because uh, we're, we're going to do a listener of the year then, oh, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. You, I don't know if a guy who's never won listener of the week could win, win listener of the year, but with all the bridesmaids, I don't know. Yeah. you got to be in the records. I've got to have some merit, so. <laughs> 52 seconds. Yeah. Well, I, you must be really ha- happy, Dick, to be able to pull off such a great victory in Lister of the Week. But I appreciate the feedback on that uh, shot tasting like shit. Just telling you like, like I see it, buddy. Not I actually had every... Coming from a guy that drinks straight bourbon on a rock. <laughs> it was so, you know it's bad. It was so close. Anyways, uh, feedback. We got feedback. This show is going to be put in the, ba- in the bank, so we actually don't have to really do anything this week. I already ad- addressed my sponsors. I just have to tell people at home that uh, if you do have feedback for me, you can do it in a number of ways. Go on iTunes, and there's in the comment section. You can leave me a comment like the Haitian Dwarf does. You can also go to... Um, uh, you can go to uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, all that stuff. Look for live from Dutch Hall or just Dutch Hall on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Periscope, and you can give me uh, messages that way. Also, um, what else do I got to do? There was one other thing. Oh, uh, there's a big uh, a big concert coming up in uh, David's on November 20th. You go see Nocturnal Emissions, the house band from Live from the Dutch Hall. will be playing at David's in Port Dover. Hey, hey, hey we're in the woods. Yeah, if, you get enough, if we get enough people to, uh, to show up that are cool, we can take that stuffy martini bar and make it into a rockin' joint. So that's uh, November 20th at David's, right? Nice. All right, that's it for feedback. We got feedback. Thanks a lot, everybody. And back to... Back to business. Back to business. So you got like I. Let me just get. Uh, we talked a little bit about Detroit, and you talked. You were playing with Probert. I want the the. I'm gonna go back to the Leafs because I'm a Leafs guy. Yeah, Johnny Cordick. Did you play with Cordick? Yes. Oh yeah. Line, so you, line my, <laughs> How do you say that? Line mind like people. <laughs> Usually like find each other. Like-minded people usually yeah. find each other. Yeah. Right. So you find yourself to be like-minded to John Corden? John Corden, Bob Prober. <laughs> yeah. 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 A couple other names well, out least, there. At least we still have you, right? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Well, those guys, uh, like, uh, so were, did you play with Russ Cortnell too? No. So you were there Last after season. the infamous Cordick for Cortnell trade. Yes. Right. After that, Johnny was a tough guy. Right. Hey, bartender, can I have a beer, too? Sorry, we had a pretty good team that year, though. It was 89. We had Eddie Olchek, Gary Lehman. Oh, yeah. Al Afraid. Alfie. Just shoot the puck like a cannon. Well, I got to tell you, I don't, you, don't, you, you can address this or not, but Al Afraid and Gary Lehman, right? There was a trade made, right, that had something to do with something. And when we were in school, we filled in the blanks with that. 
As a, and this is a legend, of course, right? Thank God you're asking this because I was about to. Right? Gary Lehman yeah. was Gary Lehman was traded to Calgary because Al Ifredi banged his wife. Is that how it went? No, Lehman <laughs> banged Ifredi's wife. Lehman banged Ifredi's wife, and then Lehman was traded to yes. Calgary. Is that? I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, it was trees that banged everybody's wife. Yeah, I was a happily married man. <laughs> it was his fault. Yeah, it was actually trees. I don't know anything. I was before I got there. Trees has 19 kids in Toronto. <laughs> Those are always great stories, eh? Like when you hear, like, uh, wasn't the other one? That the other? I, like I heard the same story, man. I know exactly right. what you're talking when about. When we were Those kids and when we were, like, in high school. stories. Yep. What do you mean? So offside. Just rumors. Yeah, just rumors. <laughs> Can you imagine when your teammate banging your wife? No, I couldn't imagine. No. It's what like, about your coach? You just, or your coach? It, it, you some, hear about that too? Lines just can't cross. It, it does happen though. It does happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bush, we but played junior together. Don't know enough to comment on that. There's plenty of guys banging other guys. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just girlfriends. No, this though. is not an yeah. uncommon no. occurrence. That's no. just girlfriends. That's <laughs> hey, a wife right. makes it worse. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. the mother of my child. What are you sure. kidding me? Yeah, some I'm lines just you just can't cross. But there are some of your uh, your teammates' wives that you'd want to bang. I'm well, sure. Oh, that's a Christ. fact. <laughs> out, of, out of all of the teammates' wives you want to bang, which one would be the most okay. sought after? Don't say my sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too old for that. I was gonna say your mom. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> oh, no, there were some guys like we had one guy in Toronto. I won't name his name, but was dating a penthouse girl. Oh, really? Yeah, what a lovely young lady she was. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. Ron Duguay always had the prettiest girl. Oh, Duguay with that beautiful locks of hair. Oh, he flowing through the gorgeous. breeze with no helmet. <laughs> I, I introduced him to my sister when she was like 19. I said, "Don't make yourself look like an idiot." I go, "Ron, this is my sister Joanne." And she's like, "Ga ga 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 ga." He was so gorgeous. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about you know Dan Dau. Yes, I know Danny. No, I'll I'm... see him in a couple of days. Oh, really? Yes, we'll do. I got to tell you, he was one of my favorites because I always liked the check-in line guys, and when. Uh, I remember the playoff series with uh, Toronto against St. Louis where um, Gilmore uh, was playing for St. Louis at the time. And uh, Dan Dau had to cover Gilmore that whole series, right? Yep. And he was on him like a shadow. And at the end, the two of them had to fight because Gilmore lost his shit. Because <laughs> yeah. he couldn't stand that guy on him all all the time. Eh? But he was just tenacious and like one of the most... like. Uh, like, like oh, a, what a pest! A pest, a, a pest, a pest, and that little duster of his. <laughs> <laughs> he still has it once in a while. Does he have yeah. that little mustache? He's a funny man. Yeah, he's a good guy. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. The northern boy plays guitar. Oh, really? Likes country music. Dan Dow, right? Dangerous Dan. Dow. He's one of my favorite. One of my favorites again from that era. I love. I love, always loved Dan Dow, just like Bill Berg. Bill Berg was another <laughs> one. Billy Berg. Yeah, he's another one of my favorites. Because if you go to watch the Leafs live and Bill Berg was playing, you could watch uh, like behind the play mm-hmm. when you were there live, and Bill Berg would be sitting on some guy's head on the blue line or something Not like that. Up. Yeah, <laughs> he was always doing something that was like like a uh, little bit like uh, like interesting to watch, you know. On the ice, the game has changed. <laughs> how do you think the game has changed now, like compared to when you played? Like how you watch it now? It's different. It's really fast. Yeah, like, and the players are 
in better shape. They're not faster than when I played, but they can go longer. Right. And they just go like a bat out of hell. The difference between when you're going to camp and the kids now, that they, <laughs> you know, you use camp to get in shape, and the kids are coming into camp in oh, shape. Right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a problem in Philadelphia. Right, they, one of the things they needed was you had to be under twelve percent body fat. Right. So first day I get measured, I'm twelve six. So all of a sudden I'm in the fat club. <laughs> so I'm skating in the morning, riding a bike in the fat club, skating in the afternoon, riding a bike in the fat club. Then I got to go home and fix the foundation in my house because it's leaking. <laughs> so I got digging holes with a shovel. I go back. 20 guys in the fat club. Next day, they do some more measurements. 19 guys. I'm riding a bike in November, late November. Mike Keene walks in the room. He goes, Trees, what are you doing? I says, well, I'm still in the fat club. <laughs> <laughs> it's two months later. <laughs> I couldn't get it under 12. 12-1, 12-2, 12-9. It was ridiculous. Depends what kind of weekend you had. Best shape I've ever been in. Ever. <laughs> But Still wouldn't play me. They're so fixated on numbers, though, eh? Like that was like, yeah, because especially as a goaltender, you take up more of the net if you're bigger. I don't know that. Who's the equipment was a lot smaller back then. You What's tell it? me Martin Brodeur is under 12. Uh, yeah. under twelve. <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty chubby cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be under 12%. I would think. Part, well, yeah. You think so? Yeah. I've seen him pretty much, though, like later in his career. He was pretty good shape. Yeah. You know, but it was different back then. But you know, everyone's different. Everyone, you know, yeah. everyone's built differently, and some people are naturally have smaller mm. body percent fatage than somebody else. But some you need that extra fat on your body. When it's a long season, right? Yeah. So, how how heavy were you when you first year pro? When I, my first year pro was only a buck eighty five. It's getting It was run. I was ridiculous. I had to at? eat everything and anything in front of me. This I, I, I kept my weight at one ninety seven two hundred two two hundred two was my yeah. So you, you gained ten right. fifteen pounds. Yeah, in your and I fought like hell to keep that on. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I started. I was one hundred and seventy pounds. My first training camp, we had to do fifty sit ups in a minute. So Stevie Eisenman's got my knees because he was a rookie. He was eighteen. I was twenty one. And he's got my knees and I'm 27. Okay, time. So they're going around. How much you get? How much you get? Stevie, how many to market? He looks at me and goes, 51. Nice. <laughs> what a great nice. count. <laughs> I love yeah. that kid from then on. <laughs> 51. <laughs> Is he just is he like just a nice like, oh, a super guy? He, so because I've never heard anyone like trash Steve Eisenman ever. I don't think he'd ever will yeah, because yeah. he's just he is a what nice, you see on TV. He is what you see. He's just a he's a man. All right, because guy's he, guy. Because you see some guys they come across they're just like you know they they got this real nice polished image on TV and you think they could be a dick behind the scenes yeah. you know yeah not Stevie you know like Wayne Wayne Gretzky I'm not saying he's a dick behind the scenes but Wayne Gretzky has this like TV voice or something like that that I would imagine isn't what he says like he's real like a politician almost because he has to represent the game so much yeah he's the greatest player ever played of his generation so he he had to really become that. But I've known his family. I know Brent. We play with him yeah. a little bit in the alumni. And there's a pretty special family yeah, to yeah. do what they've done. And he was such a unbelievable talented. Yeah. Like, it was scary. Well, Gretzky? Yeah, how yeah. good he was. Yeah, yeah. Like, the first time I played him, he hadn't scored, like, in seven games. Huh. I'm a rookie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had, like, 11 shots on net. He wasn't passing like he did. He was shooting. He'd go through my legs and hit the post and go wide. It was awesome. <laughs> and then he sent Curry in on a breakaway with three minutes to go. We lose. <laughs> Stupid team they had. 
But you could watch him play, and you knew he was different. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. Like, it was really guy. You'd see a monster going to go crush him into the boards. And the guy would smash the glass face first, and he'd come up, and Wayne come up with the puck, not a touch on him. Right. Like he, I saw three guys go into the boards with him once, and I didn't know how he came out alive. He came out with the puck, jammed it in. Right. It was ridiculous. I don't know it's how like, a guy that that small of a stature played that long and did that well for the for as long as for he as did. long as he did. I, I was fortunate to play with him at the end of his career in, in the in the mid nineties, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety eight. And after the games, I, I just remember looking over at him, and he always he had his ritual after every game. He would sit in his stall, pretty much buck naked, with a bag of ice on top of his head, and his legs crossed, hunched over like Montgomery Burns. <laughs> I kid you not. But I mean, the guy played 19 years in the NHL, and he played well over 20 minutes a game. What do you every weigh? 170 game, 170 pounds. pounds. Soaking like, the wet. The guy was insane. Like. The- you are taking abuse. Like people look at guys that are on the fourth line, third line, that are in the corners and that are fighting. Yeah, we take abuse, but we're only playing seven minutes. We're not even playing every game. He's playing every single game. He's on every specialty team: power play, penalty kill, regular shift. And back in those days, the first abuse. lines had a killer on the first yeah. line. Yeah, they well, put he had Semenko on the first really, line for a while. People and, talk and, about and, who's the best hockey player in the world. And and my dad, I always have a fight with my dad. He, my dad says Bobby Orr, and I said no. Wayne Gretzky is by far the best. He 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 longevity. He found a way to play that long and, and yeah. play that well. Gretzky's that is definitely the smartest hockey player that's ever played. I think because he he did it with no like uh, athletic prowess. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was more finesse he's or, or funny. smart. Yeah, he's like he handled funny. He wasn't the best skater. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. didn't shoot it hard. Yeah. He hit the post on me once. I, I, I saw the emblem on the puck as I went by, but I couldn't reach it. And he hit the post and went wide. I was lucky. Yeah. But that, like, he, he just didn't shoot it hard. Yeah, yeah. He had the vision, man. Like, oh. he, his peripheral vision was. He, he had he, over 200 points one year. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, a real, a real freak. Yeah, like just one of those things. Like yeah. it was like that didn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. If people are doing it by the numbers, if you're looking for guys that are under, like you said, under twelve percent body fat or over six two or whatever, you know, they went through a big phase in the NHL or whatever. Like, you're missing like you would. Gretzky wouldn't fit any of those categories. You know, no. Like, maybe the body fat one, but the you know, none of the rest of them. And then you got a kid like Sidney Crosby. Oh, who is a, is a new age superstar Wayne Gretzky of the right. uh, the millennium on Korea teams since he's been like ten. And I was fortunate to play with him at the beginning of his career. So he was eighteen year old, eighteen years old. He was a rookie. How strong was he on his skates? He he was about probably one ninety, same same weight as me, pretty much. His pregame warm up was tougher than my postgame workout. <laughs> oh, really? I averaged seven minutes a game. He was playing 27 minutes a game. <laughs> and I didn't want to do his pregame warm up because I was going to be too tired for the game. <laughs> He's a machine. These kids yeah. these days Those are, are machines. That guy is skilled and his work ethic is second to none. Right, right. These guys are and working their asses. Oh, off. my God. Hey, I talked to Gary Roberts. He's got that new shit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's charging these guys on arm and a leg. He feeds them. He's got a company that gives them the food and it's beans and rice. And he says these kids get on the thing and they go and they go and they go and then they puke their guts out. And back then we were like, this is nuts. I'm not doing this. They get back on the machine again. Right. He says they're freaking amazing. You can't. You can't even break these guys. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's they've been ridiculous. doing it. Like you see kids now, like at a young age, like eight, ten years old, doing dry land training and like working in the off season because cocky's coming up. Dry land training used to be at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the pro, for the pros, you know. Like Bushy, you one time showed me a letter. You sent it to me on on like the internet or something like that, and it was of like the people showing up for Leafs camp back in the '60s or something. Well, that was trees. He had to do like 15 push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. You're good. And I couldn't 35 do sit-ups. Right. You 30, once you get 35 sit-ups, you're done. You don't have to do any more. Yeah. You just got to be able to do 35. We had to bench press our body weight in Philadelphia. Philadelphia was nuts because they were insane. This They were the one, one of the first teams doing this shit. Right. And you had to bench press your body weight. So I was 180 pounds, 5'11". So they put 180 pounds on the bar. I look at the guy. He goes, I can't do this. He goes, you got to try. It's not trying. He goes, try. So I get up. They put it on my chest. Oh! <laughs> and I couldn't move it. We had six goalies in camp, and one guy did one bench press. Well, why would your goalie have to be able to bench this? That's what I told the guys. Why, I beat the freaking puck up after it's not a muscle, man. Okay. It's a standard test that everyone has to go through. It's one of the things that guys like me could finally shine in something because yeah. that's something I can control. I, I went to training camp in New York and I knew all the tests. And I'm like, that summer I went first? out and I trade for him. Yeah, I, and I did. You won, make the team? I won the overall fitness did award. Did you make the team? And I made the team. Nice. Absolutely, that's something that I could control. Usually, how good a shape yeah. you are when you go into camp. Yeah. Right, but. You're not gonna score a, a goal with a with a ten pound weight. You know what I mean? As a, some guys just aren't built that way, and they're, they're never gonna be that way. Right, right. For for those guys that are borderline, that are third, fourth line guys that are easily replaceable. Right. You, you want to find be. a guy? You better come into camp. You better come into camp in shape. Right. Right. Most of those guys that did that didn't make the team. Good oh yeah. You. Well, that that's 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 the reason yeah. to get rid of them, right? There's there's a lot of guys. Wait, that can did you have them. to do the bike ride in New York? Yeah, the Max Vo two. Did, no, plugs. did you do the the one that was outside? We no. had to, we had to do a bike ride with the old ten speed bicycles with the little skinny tires. Right through a state park, and it was thirty miles, and you had to do it in eighty minutes. I did it in hundred and eighteen. <laughs> I had I had an Ozzy Osbourne shirt. I had a <laughs> guys were hollering. How many packs of cigarettes did you smoke on that bike ride? Oh, I stuck my cigarettes in my shirt collar here over here on my shoulder. Like I was that guy from that one show. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie Nichols passed me. I was walking the bike uphill because I couldn't make it up. Because it was like a state park. It was up and down, around. Oh, it was ridiculous. Everybody's on the bus with me. Sammy St. Laurent was getting ahead of me. And my chain kind of fell off. So the car was beside me. <laughs> and I grabbed onto the car, and he drove like a half a mile. And I passed Sammy. And my, was my goalie partner in Binghamton. He was so mad at me because I beat him. <laughs> I got a little, a little help from my friends. <laughs> and that's why they stopped those kind of races. And they started yeah, right. plugging our nose and measuring our breathing. <laughs> Because of people like him, he right. fucked everything up. Right. Oh my god, I had too much fun. Well, the goalies, uh, the the goalies have have an unfair advantage, eh? they, they they or an unfair disadvantage. So they have to make up for it with creativity. Well, yeah, I went out. See, the thing is, I was the worst guy that year for <laughs> all the stuff we were supposed to do. And then we went on the ice. I think I was six and zero that training camp in games. Yeah. I had goals against was under two. I still got cut. Yeah, well, they, you gave him a reason. <laughs> well, no, they had Richter and Van Beesbrook. You well, figured yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty tough. Yeah. I remember when Neil yeah. Smith, Neil Smith traded for me. Calls me on the phone from got get traded from Toronto to New York. Calls me on the phone. Trees. He goes, so happy to have you. And I was like, Neil, what the 
fuck did you trade me for? You don't need me. You got those two guys. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I go, you're ruining my career, man. He goes, nah, we'll pay you right. We're going to trade Beezer. I was there for two years. They never traded him. Stupid rotten. So where were you playing? Where was Bingo. Bingo, yeah. yeah. It was the first year they had a team it's, there. Oh, you'll what, like what this What year one. was that? The peanut gallery, you'll like this one. So it's a brand new team in Binghamton. It's the Binghamton Rangers. What year is that? 1990. So we get there, and the coach comes up to me and Sam St. Laurent, who was older than me. We had our goaltending tandem was older than most NHL ones. So he comes up, and we both smoked. <laughs> he comes up, he goes, listen, there's a booster club meeting tonight. And he goes, the first one, you guys got to go. So Sammy gets up there, and he tells his little spiel. I'm from Quebec, Jean-Kier, blah, 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 my career, blah, blah. He sits down. So I get up in front of about 200 little booster clubs, and I get up in front of the mic. I said, hi, my name's Mark, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I said, oops, wrong meeting. <laughs> Nobody laughed. <laughs> there was one redneck in the back. He was hollow, and that was it. Yeah. Sammy's, like, burying his head. He goes, oh, you're going to get us in so much trouble. <laughs> I thought it was a great opening line. Uh, it was the wrong crowd. Well, little, late, little did I know, like, six years later, I'd actually been standing in front of a couple hundred people going, hi, my name's Mark, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Just cracks it. Oh, man. Foresight. Foreshadow. Foresight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? Say it all out and it could happen. Too right? funny. <laughs> Dick shrivels like that one. <laughs> you want to do a quick uh, quick fire questions? Oh, I always yeah. try to do, do whatever this, you want. And it never ends up being quick fire questions. But if ever, if anyone has uh, any questions you want to ask, quick fire questions like, like or whatever. And I'll give a couple examples. We'll see how it works, okay? You ready? Yeah. Um, let me just see. Who's who's the most fun to drink with of anyone you played with? Bobby Probert. Who is the smelliest guy in the locker room that you've ever played with? Tim Kerr. Really? Bad feet, man. He didn't wear socks. Uh, they just stunk. It's a feet Plus, smell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Plus, he liked Drambuie. The guy that liked being mo- <laughs> naked most in the dressing room. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Scare the rookies all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest dick in the locker room. Joe Riki. Oh, (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Never played with Simon, eh? (laughs) No, Joe Riki. What goalie did you most admire? Tony Esposito. Which goalie that you played with did you most admire? Oh, geez. Uh, Ronnie Hextall. How was Ron X, though? We never got to talk about him. I would like to get into it a bit more. Ronnie, away from the rink, was such a nice, calm, cool, collected family man. He'd get about, an, I don't know, maybe a mile away from the rink and he'd start twitching. Oh, yeah? Oh, he was insane. He was one of my favorites because he was one of those, like, Billy Smith kind of goalies, yeah, you know, yeah, like, right. the, and the guys would get into it, right? <laughs> he was just nuts. Yeah, yeah. Really, seriously. He used to do this thing like I'd follow him out for a game for warm-up. It'd be Hexy, me, and then the rest of the team. So we're going out, and he'd go straight across the blue line, cut towards center, he'd get in front of center, and he'd chisel his uh, right skate through the center dot. So when they were playing the Islanders, Billy Smith standing on the dot. Doesn't know a thing that's going to happen, right? Hexy goes out, I follow him, and I go, oh, shit. He goes around, he gets to Billy, he looks at him, and he shoves Billy Smith. Really? Billy Smith's hairpiece went straight up like this and then down again. And then Hetsy grinded his freaking uh, thing in the dot, his skate in the dot, and then went on to his routine. 
And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, Billy. <laughs> He's going, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he had no idea. But if he didn't know, like, I talked to Billy after, and he goes, if he knew that that was his thing, he wouldn't have been standing there. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. But that would have been great to see those two go at it. That oh, would have like, been funny. Yeah. Only if Billy fun. had a stick. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> Billy's all he was really Billy good with his sticks. Are you sure that Billy did not know that that was his routine? He, he told me stand. like since I've retired and I've met Billy a few times, he told me then that he didn't know. He might yeah. because but he would have been aware of it. Yeah. Cuz he didn't see it coming. You know, that drove me nuts. Like, there was always those unwritten rules, right? And one of the unwritten rules was... Don't cross and, center. And don't cross center. Dennis Blondie. Fuck yeah. Oh. Spirit, you cross center. Constantly crossing center. And, and I, I'm, 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 I'm watching for this, right? <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, he's crossing center. Right? And I'm like, it's just disrespectful. You just don't do that. You, you don't just, do that. So uh, I have to, you know, I, I catch him at the time when he's crossing center and I clip his leg. Right. You know, and, and he, you know, we almost got in a brawl before a TSN game and Don Cherry's gonna be at <laughs> in, North in North Bay. Bay right? In North Bay, fucking nice. right. I remember that yeah. game. Yeah, nice. I broke my hand on his head. <laughs> you had a was, hard head. That was yes, the game. Did. My parents saw my uh, my tattoo for the first yeah. time. <laughs> that's you and Ippy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's cool. All right, the one, uh, the only other thing I think I wanted to ask. I think I might have even uh, forgot it, but. <laughs> Oh, you got it under control. They're all You're empty. all right, buddy? They're all empty. All right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the only other thing that we... Hardest shot. I was going to be Ali Afridi, no? Mm, yeah, but there's one guy. Who is it? Um, Reed Larson. I play with Reed. He had a stick about two inches wide, like the like the shaft. Really? And Oh, he could pound it. In my first game in the NHL, he scored from center on Bobby Froze. Oh, really? Oh, he could hit it. Oh, it's so freaking hard. He did, you know those L-sits? Yeah. He did a fingertip one, pulled his legs up into a handstand on his fingertips. Oh, really? Oh, it was sick. And a lot of people don't know that. He was just another freak, right? Yeah, he was another freak. He was a Minnesota guy, right? Yeah. He was just a freak American. Yeah, yeah. But could do it. Like, but he was kind of, uh, he wasn't a well-known guy, though. I bet you he played 12, 13 years in the NHL. Detroit, yeah. Boston. Really? Reed Larson? Yeah. yeah, Minnesota. He played a lot. Maybe. But he had a cannon. Oh, really? Like, yeah. he scared the shit out of me. Like, Al wouldn't sh- Al would shoot from outside the blue line on me. Yeah. Just and, to give you a break? Well, yeah, because he knew I was scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> and Reed was the same way. He yeah. always out far, never high. It was the other idiots, I think, that could shoot on me, like yeah. Ty. <laughs> you guys like me going down the yeah. Right? yeah, right off my shoulder. You, know, you got three goals all year, and you're going off my shoulder I in practice. Bad. I, I always kept it below the kneecaps. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Trees, the best prank you've ever seen it, seen pulled in the dressing room? One time a guy got sent up, sent up to the NHL, and some guy in our team, because he's a little bit cocky, put like four beers in his bag knowing that it would bur- burst on the flight and when he get to the NHL they'd open it up and his uh, his equipment would stink like hell yeah. <laughs> I did it too <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Ty <laughs> hey Ryan you want to give your best prank or you got one oh, I-, I know which one I like the best but I'm not going to bust it because it's Mikey in trouble I- I- well n- I used to uh, nobody knew this none of my teammates did either I- actually Eric Karens was the only guy that did know it and-, and I'd walk into the New York Rangers dressing room and I was always one of the first guys there early and before they keep a Gatorade bottle in the middle of the room with your uh, cups there so I'd go there and I'd grab about 
five cups off each stack and I pick up my little exacto knife and I make little incisions near the top of the drink out of so when they're drinking it just kind of slowly drips under their shirt <laughs> and I would just sit in my stall and I'd watch the guys come into the room and I'd take my stick and I'd just see you know one time I saw Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier they go up there and they grab their Gatorade cup and they go fill it up at the bottom and they go back to their stall and doing their thing and there's this little drip coming off their pants and they just give it a little wipe and drink it, drips again on their shirt and then they get a little and I would just laugh in my stall with myself. Hey, did you ever bite into a donut that was full of like shaving cream? Never did that. I no. saw guys do that. Oh yeah? Oh yeah, I saw one guy one rush and eat it. Uh, I and they had to tell him there was shaving cream. What are you doing? It's Russia. It's hard to get food. Oh no, it's good. <laughs> When you're sitting out games or when you're injured, you you know you, you go for a warm up and then after you you shower up and you go to the game. So you, you have access to the room and you see all these guys suits that are hanging up there, right? So if, if I have a beef with somebody, you, you don't ever want to have a beef with a guy that's not a lineup on a regular no. basis because you can really fuck with them. A lot of times I take shaving cream and I take their suit and I like cuff up the bottom of the the, the sleeve where the wrist comes out, right? And I, and I shove the shaving cream inside where the elbow is and I fill that right up and then I'd hang their jacket up nicely. And then when I, you know, get out, of the done, they get out of the shower, they get all dressed, put their arm through, shaving cream through, or, or you cut the end of their socks off. So oh. when they pull their socks on, their their foot's going right through the end of the sock. Guys are assholes. <laughs> You're not my but son. But again, you can't sell, like, no, there's usually about three, four, five guys that are sitting out. So there's, you know, it's one of those guys. You never know who it is. Yeah. So if you just went in there, you just couldn't tell anybody. My son's four years old, right? comes to the game all dressed up little bow tie mom's got him all dressed after the game he wants to go in the hot tub with the guys so we got a win i got a beer he's got my four-year-old kid we're in the hot tub okay you got to get out of here we got to go and i wanna <laughs> i get him and i'm getting him dressed and i grab his socks and i pull him up and they went right over his feet and he's jamming his toes in the carpet he goes mom made me wear holes with socks with holes in it he was Yes, some guy cut his socks. You asshole! <laughs> a four-year-old, they did it. Oh, too. that's that's not right. A four-year-old, they cut they cut that's your son's side. socks. Yes, <laughs> they giggle. Anyone's game. Oh, the, the, the the locker room erupted with laughter. Giggle like little kids. Hey Bush, I've got a little uh, story for you. All you right. probably don't remember this one, but oh, Bushy is the ultimate fucking prankster. Loves to prank. Even tonight, him and his son jumped out on me and my buddy <laughs> with loaded guns no, in the dark to not, try to scare us. I knew you had a safety gun point in the sky. Yeah, it okay, is bad. Bushy's the ultimate fucking prankster. So in junior, when me and Capper Kid were in one room, you and Reader, the captain of the Royals, were in the other fucking room. Remember that fucking Benji dog that used to shit 24-7 all over the house? Yeah. One night, Capper and I went and collected all the shit all over the house, and we laid it out right between your guys' beds. I very much remember this. <laughs> it was not a good experience. And we dropped all the shit all over their room. And then all of a sudden, we could hear Bushy get up and go, Oh, what the fuck? Benji, you fucking asshole! He got shit between his toes for fucking two fucking hours. It was awful. <laughs> It was on a carpet that's so many different colors in it, you couldn't even tell, right? <laughs> you stepping through it. Yeah. Gross. Seven in dog shit all fucking day of bare feet. I love it. No. 
Well, I got to tell you, that's, uh, that's our hour, actually, guys. That's the show. We're going to end it on the shit between the stoves door. Unless you got one to end it on, Mark. No, I'm no? good for now. Can't You're great, that. man. I really appreciate it. It was such a nice uh, uh, treat to have you come in because it's not too often you can have a memory from your, your childhood or, or your youth. I'm only 10 years younger than you. So, <laughs> but like from your youth where you can remember something so vividly and then you see one of the actual characters, you can say like, I remember watching that on TV yeah. and going crazy when you were happening. Thanks, the only man. other thing that's about the same level is when Hexall and uh, and Chelios in the playoffs. Do you remember yeah, I that? I was on the bench for that. You were really? Yeah, I was backing up Ron. It was like, no, don't go. <laughs> he went animal. Like he, he was like ballistic. He looked like he was a like a, like he had lost his mind completely, frothing at the mouth, his tongue sticking out, just losing his mind. So did he get kicked out for that? I don't remember. Maybe. Well, how was remember. it that you got into the lineup to get your win? Oh, that was then he got pulled the year before. He, he, we were down 4-1 and going into the third against Washington. And Mike came in. He goes, Trees, you're in. He's like, oh, dear. <laughs> I went in. And it was 4-2 we scored. 4-3 we scored. 4-4 we tied it. And then we went in overtime. And we won in overtime. So I got back in the room. And Mike's like, hey, Trees, smoke me if you got him. So I had a cigarette in the room. A six-pack of Bud. He was nice. In the room. Yeah. right in the room. Old time hockey. Wow. <laughs> Eddie Shore. Eddie Shore. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey Trees, did you, uh, so that was your one win? Did you let anything in? No. You, like, shut the door, right? Shut the door. Well, the next game, we're down 4-1 in Washington, and this halfway through the second. Trees, get in. So I went over the boards. They got one on me. We lost 5-2, I think, something stupid like that. Right. And the next game we go home, I figure I'm going to play, right? Right. He's been pulled twice. I've got a one goal and, you know, 50 minutes of hockey. Get home, boom, 4 nothing at the end of the first. Mm. He didn't say, Trees, get in there. We go to game seven, and it was the big speech in uh, in the locker room. Ronnie's our goalie, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, just show Am the... I ever going to play in this you, stupid league? Got, <laughs> that's a bad coaching move right there, man. Well, the guy won the Conn Smythe the year before. Yeah, no, the year before. Right. The year before. Yeah, and you think he's going to, like, come up big? And he uh, had some bad goals the last two, tied 3-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. In overtime, I think he stopped three breakaways before Hunter scored the winner. And we were done, and Mike got fired. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of Mike. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, uh, Trees, it's been a great pleasure to have Michael Forrest, a uh, great NHL player, and uh, also my brother-in-law, Ryan Vandenbush. Thanks a lot for bringing him in. Uh, you've been listening to Life from the Dutch Hall. If you'd like to li- reach out to me, you can always uh, get on lifefromthedutchhall.com. Uh, send me an email at lifefromthedutchhall.gmail.com or go on Facebook, uh, Life from the Dutch Hall. Give me a like. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Periscope, or uh, Instagram at Dutch Hall. Otherwise, I will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit the theme song, Robot Band. <laughs> he, he wouldn't fucking let me. That's a long one. Wow, I blew the blew, blew the doors off that one.
boom. So he knew how to get through people. Like right. through skate. Oh, now he's 6'4", knows how to get through people's skates yeah, and shit. Oh, ridiculous. Okay, next question. Wait, wait. Next before question. you ask, before you ask well, that question. This is a hardcore one. Oh, then ask it into the mic. It'll be a bonus footage. Okay, well. <laughs> bonus footage. Yeah, yeah. Trees are a fountain of fucking fun. Right, right, right. The guy has played with every legend we all grew up with. Right, right. Okay, like it's fucking fun. Best fight you've ever fucking seen. Well, uh, Bobby Probert's Cox. Great Cox, fucking right. Oh, I had some Louis great scan, great ones. I seen Jay Wells. No, who's that idiot in Boston? Jay something. Jay Miller. Jay Miller. Right. He he jumped Craig. Bur- he jumped Craig Berube, and he beat the shit out of him. And then the next period, Lyndon Byers jumped Craig Berube and just destroyed Craig Berube. He was coming off the ice and spit was coming out of his nose, his mouth, his ears. He had blood all over and his face was just like way out like this. And I saw him in the dressing room and I thought the poor kid was going to die. He he looked like he got stung by a bee and he was anaphylactic shock. Lyndon Byers was uh, Boston. Right? Well, they were both in Boston. Him and Jay Miller. Yeah, they. Ki- we were on the bench going, go down, and he wouldn't go down. He had the. But his, he was his getting arm. his ass kicked, right? Yeah. And we were telling our own player, go down, because right. he had his arm all caught up in a chicken wing hold. Right, right. And they were just punched the shit out of him. It was, it was disgusting. Lyndon Byers was. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. I I remember that Robert Cox fight. Well, oh, they had a couple. It. it was on Don Cherry's fucking. Whatever that show Don Cherry fucking had, that it was like every single week. And oh, it's a grape, uh, the grape, grapevine. Grapevine? No, no, no. No. Rock'em Sock'em Hockey, yeah. the original show. And they showed Cox and Probert, but the camera angle was from the ice, and they looked like two fucking towers. Oh, they were. Just fucking going. They were great fights. Like, that was a good fight. Fucking right. I that saw. I saw Joey Kosher ruin Jimmy Playfair's hockey career in Halifax. Punched him right in the face. Hit his head on the ice. Punched him again. And Jimmy was in the hospital, I think, for like eight days. What's Jimmy Playfair fighting fucking Joey Kosher for? They were both first-year pros in the minors. not a tough guy. Well, he's a big guy. Is he? Yeah. He's from a, well. Kosher's a fucking tough fucking Well, nobody knew that in the American League. <laughs> you, you make your you, you, you make your name some tough boys, yeah man. yeah ask Nick Hiprios no when you are then they get a plan they expect a little bit then, then they wait for you, they wait for your shift to be over <laughs> coming off tired no oh, I think guys oh, do that right, that's just mean did that to me did he just mean he hit me so many times in the fucking head with it right I was begging for a left oh that was fucking ugly other than that Burke fight have you ever been in a, what, what, a pro fight other than that one? Oh yeah oh yeah me, Where's, me and Clint Malarchuk really Detroit yeah. Clint Malarchuk Washington yeah. and then when buddy Eight was he playing for Buffalo or Washington? It then? was Washington. Yeah. About eight years. No, he's Quebec. Oh, the Nordic. Yeah. And about eight years, eight nine years later, after he cut his thing in Buffalo, he was playing yeah, yeah. Rochester. Yeah. And I was playing in bingo. And some goofy shit went on near the end of the game. And I went down. 
I didn't want to fight. And he goes, come on, Tree. And he's holding on to me. He goes, Tree, let's fight. And I go, no, Clint, fuck off. <laughs> he's he just goes, doing no, it no, the crowd's going to love it. <laughs> I says, Clint, I says, you're making 600000 I'm making seventy five. I got a three-hour bus ride. And you're going back to the show. Fuck off. I'm not fighting you. <laughs> <laughs> you're no fun anymore, Tree. <laughs> you're no fun anymore. You should have fought him. You would have been back and going to the show then. No. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That was a better show. <laughs> you got nothing to lose. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that was that. when uh, in Quebec, I remember Mario Gosselin yeah. and Clint Malarchuk. Yeah. That was a pretty good duo. Sorry. What was the award they had for the best goaltending duo in the NHL? Oh. At least a Masterson that award or something Bogan, like that. Grant Fuhrer. Something like that. Yeah, but the one the one year, you know who it was? I remember this because I collected stickers from that year. And it was the New York Rangers duo of Andy... Or of um, Richter and Van Beesbrook? Rick and Van Beesbrook. Yeah, and I get traded to that team. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Just to rub it in, I'm pretty sure they want that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make that team. Yeah, let's talk about two phenomenal goals. Oh, like, yeah. It's inevitable. One's got to go. Well, yeah. that's, and inevitable. they were both, when I got traded there, they were both going to the. There was a, one of those World Cup things that they have for hockey. Yeah. Right. So they were both on Team USA. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they would. That's been, why yeah. I played like seven. I got like seven. I was seven and zero. Oh. Uh-huh. It was stupid. I was playing my lights out, but as soon as they got back, trees was gone. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. Just the wrong city, <laughs> the, the wrong team at the time. Yeah, you spent too much time in your van. <laughs> <laughs> I followed the dead for a little while, so I went to a couple of shows. Yeah. <laughs> that was part of your routine, right? What was your pregame routine? You remember Following it? The dead. Uh, <laughs> cigarettes, coffee, two Sudafeds. Uh, one, two, three, four, five uh, ammonia sniffers. <laughs> you know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, smelling yeah. salts. Five of those. Wow. Five. Um, two five. Sudafeds. What else did I do? Grateful Dead on the way to the rink. You said two was changed. One, one. It was Misty Mountain Hop when we won the Calder Cup. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you won the Calder. Cu- you won the Calder Cup. Yeah, we won. We never even talked about that. Oh, okay. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who were you playing for when you won the Calder Cup? The Adirondack Red Wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey. me, me and Proby. <laughs> Who else was on that 80, team? 86. Uh, Adam Oates is on that team. Sean Burr. We had some old guys. Greg Jolly, first pick overall by Washington. He was at the end of his career. At the end of his career. Uh, let's see who else is on that team. Happy Hour Husing. <laughs> oh, we had a bunch of beauties. Uh, Ray Stazak, uh, Gerard Gallant. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had a really good team. Yeah, yeah. Pierre Aubrey, the old Bruin. A lot of fucking guys Eddie, that went up to the Red Wings. Eddie there. Johnstone. Yeah. Played for the Rangers. He was like 33. Yeah, we had, we had quite a squad. Yeah, that's awesome. Razzle Dazzle, Basil McCray. Yeah, yeah Basil McCray. Basil yeah, we'd be, we'd be Ronnie we Hextel. Guy, yeah, that? yeah, we'd be oh, yeah, Ronnie Hextel and the Hershey Bears. You did? <coughs> yeah, Bobby Probert fought Stuthers the first period, and then he beat the shit out of Snackbar. Don Nackbar, their captain, at their bench. <laughs> they were a lot tougher than we were. Yeah. He beat them both up, destroyed them. Not one more fight the rest of the series. Ah, uh-huh. so he did his job, right? Oh, my God. We wouldn't have won without him. Right, right. Because through the season. That's the thing with all the bullshit with people bitch about fighting. They don't understand how that 
how it influences it's such a key fucking part how of it can yeah. influence stuff. and that and that actually made a lot less fighting because they, they he established that you're not going to get pushed around I don't know when it started with this fighting at the face off circle like I seen it when I was younger mm. I probably like this but this is the here's one uh, Archie Henderson was a big tough guy for Maine Proby's first year pro Proby it's right at the blue line right at the bench I'm sitting on the bench and Proby goes up to him and he goes first period first shift he goes we're going. And Archie looked at him. He goes, listen, kid. He goes, let's do it late in a second. I want to play some hockey tonight. Right. Bobby That's was fair. like, Bobby was like, all right. So they <laughs> got that. No, no. And then they're playing. They're playing. First period goes by half. We're near the end of the second period. Archie's like, okay, I'm ready now, kid. At the end of what do you got? shift when he yeah, just got he goes, on the what ice. What do you got? Bobby beat the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, good fight, Bob. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. That's a good old days. But yeah. that was good old guys did that. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't you know they, they, they understood the show and mm-hmm. they understood kinda yeah. like you gotta do your thing, I gotta do my thing. Yeah. And guys would do stupid stuff. Like I'm my first year pro in where was I? I was in in Toledo, I was playing for Kalamazoo. No name on the back of the jerseys, right? And it's a crowd and a big beer garden kind of deal. And they're throwing shit at us. It's like slap shot. So, so I'm watching. I just got sent down, so I was pretty cocky. And I got to start, and I'm following the puck, and a guy skates in front of me, and he just elbows me right in the head. And it hurt like hell. And he stops, and he stands there to scream me. So I smack him on top of the head with my stick because I was pissed. Well, he turns around. He's got me on the ice, and he's going to kill me. My helmet's off, and he's going to kill me. <laughs> and one of my defensemen jumped in to save me. Like 19 seconds left to go in the first. I get in the room and guys are screaming at me. What the fuck are you doing? Waking that guy up. Jesus fucking Christ, don't you know who that is? I go, no. That's Dave Hansen. What do you mean? From Slapshot? <laughs> and it was. It was? <laughs> yeah. And he was on the end. Like, oh, the play would, like, be, the play would be in the other end. He'd That's have his arm. Be on your thing. And everybody's looking this way, right? And he's looking at me. <laughs> I was scared shitless. <laughs> and it was the fucking it Dave, was Dave fucking Hansen. So it was Dave Hansen, the real guy. Two two years later, I'm in Adirondack, and we're going to go skiing in, in Warrensburg, New York. So as we're going up, it was me, Greg Jolly, the, and John Bookaboom, and we're going skiing. We had a day off. So we get there, and on the way up there, going, we're going to go see the manager. We used to play hockey. And we get there, and he goes, well, who's this guy? He goes, oh, here he comes. It's Dave Hansen. <laughs> so I'm going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> so he comes down, he shakes everybody's hand, and he goes, ready to go on the left, and he introduced me to him. And he reaches his hand, and he, he shakes his hand, and he just, like, squatches my hand. He goes, I remember you. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> we get on the ski lift, and uh, I think he's going to throw me off. I'm looking down, it's like 20 yeah. meters, right? <laughs> I'm going to die today. And he goes, you. You want a shot? <laughs> and he reached in, he pulled a flask out. We had a drink, and it was all oh, good. He didn't yeah. still have it was all good. Hair, did he? It was all good. No, he was shorter. Yeah. Oh my God! So he didn't get me back, right? So my last year pro, you were in Bingo. Remember, we were in Hamilton. Yeah. And idiots are there, right? The Hanson brothers are there. Yeah. So John Paddock, the number one protege in New York, is Daniel Cloutier. So Danny's starting, but he doesn't. They want to do a skit. You know, run the goalie over. Yeah. So they come over to me and they go, Trees. He goes, pretend you're starting tonight. And John Paddock's coach. He goes, will you do it? Trees. Like, yeah, I could do it. I know these clowns. 
So Dave comes over. He goes, "Listen, Chief, this is what we're gonna do." He says, "We're gonna pie the, we're gonna pie the raft. We're gonna go around the bench with the sticks. That that. We're gonna come down. I'm gonna drop a puck. Uh, I'm gonna bump into you, make it look good, and then they're gonna score on the net, right?" Yeah. It's in Hamilton. We're the away team. So I'm standing in that, and I'm watching this. Pied the, fr- pied the referee, pulled his pants down. They're, 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 they're coming my way. So I got my mask. is isn't even tied on. He comes down, and he fucking drills me as hard as he can. I go flying off the ice. It's like the, the ice is still wet from the Zamboni. Slid into the corner, knocked my mask up, and he's, oh, I got you now. <laughs> Took him 17 years to get me back, and he got me. <laughs> Fucking guy, asshole. Oh, he hit me hard. My neck was sore. The closest story we get to come to that is that the guy that pees his pants in Slapshot, he syrup and skates in Telsenberg. Does he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that still true? Yeah. That's the greatest movie. That's the greatest movie. That's my favorite movie of all time. I met the guy with the eyebrows. We used to stitch up with guys. I met him in New York City. Really, really? Yeah, crazy. I've watched that movie, got to be a thousand times. Oh, Slapshot. Oh, I'm good. There's no movie that's better. They don't make that anymore. No, not Slapshot. Not even close. Bill Durham was a good one. Yeah, oh, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. I will, I've never watched Slapshot too because I won't bring myself to be disappointed it by it. Because I heard it's oh. shit, and uh, I wouldn't watch it. Anyways, I live Slapshot. Yeah, <laughs> I got beat up in Erie, Pennsylvania, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Brawl. Yeah. We had ten players. Oh, they had twenty. The younger one. <laughs> Yeah, I was a bench I, clearing brawl, yeah. and they had twice as many players as you. Yeah, the captain was a big tall guy. Yeah, yeah. you're getting it. <laughs> and he was a lefty. Yeah, my face is a big puss ball. Yeah. Oh, I got beat up so Hey, Tree's best best bonus footage we ever given our listeners. So thanks <laughs> oh, a lot. Thanks for the listeners hanging <laughs> in this long. We can go all day yeah. with this guy, man. 